Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Over the Neon Rainbow. I'm your host, Anna Yvette, and in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about something that doesn't get nearly enough coverage, mental health in the music industry. Self-care is super important, and it's so easy to forget about yourself when you're so engulfed in making music. So here are some helpful practices that I've learned over the years that have really helped me out, and I hope you find them helpful too. joining me today, especially since I feel like this is an extremely important topic that definitely has a stigma attached to it, or at least it had a major stigma attached to it in the past. I'm really grateful that people in our industry are speaking out about mental health and self-care because it's so, so important. I also feel like after Avicii passed away, that was just a major blow. It's definitely been weighing heavy on all of our minds. Whenever anybody passes away from suicide or drug overdose, especially if you know the person, the first place I go to in my mind is, what could I have done to to help them? I mean, I I wish I would have known. I wish I could have been there. So, you know, I, I I can't help but to ask myself, if only we had a better support system in place in the music industry as a whole, if Avicii or if anybody who struggled with mental health, alcohol and drugs, if they would if they would still be here today, if we just had those resources. We see so many artists abuse drugs and alcohol and then watch those behaviors become glamorized on social media. This fast-paced, nonstop partying and jet-setting lifestyle, money flying everywhere, when in reality, traveling is fucking brutal. Abusing drugs and alcohol will eventually lead to severe mental and health issues. Um, And not to mention that like just the financial pressures of being on tour and having a team that's taking 20% of this and your booking agents taking their fees. Then on top of it, putting out music, marketing fees, just the financial pressures of it all. Just so you can keep yourself and your team just paid and keep the ball rolling and keep this big machine going. So it's a tremendous pressure. So when Avicii passed away, it was a real wake-up call for all of us because we lost such a talented, a brilliant, successful, innovative, and he was so, so, so young, had so much more music to make, and it's just absolutely tragic. Nobody wants to see something like that happen in the first place, and I think it's really important that all of us take it upon ourselves to make sure that it doesn't happen again. It's just really tragic. And What's even more tragic is that there are so many of us out there struggling with mental health issues, with exhaustion, with anxiety, depression. And a lot of these issues are are caused because not only are we not taking care of ourselves, but we're not taking care of each other. We also live in this society where everyone feels the need to, you know, do it for the gram and always share only our highlight reel. When in reality, we might really be struggling. 
but how would it, but how would anybody know when that's not what we're that's not what we're sharing? But before I get into the downside of social media, I first want to just kind of start at the base of if you're a creative person, you're probably crazy. I mean, like, like you know, I I mean, first of all, what person isn't just a little crazy? But especially in this industry, especially when you're a creative person, I think that the reason why we're so creative is because we've got something to say, we've got something to share, and we've all been through some shit. And I think a big part of the reason why I personally make music is because maybe I'm not the best writer, the best singer, the best producer, but I feel like I've really been through some real shit. And by sharing that through music, I can help someone else who's going through some real shit. And I can help them feel a little bit less alone because they can relate to what I've gone through. We're all just a little bit extra, you know, being an artist or <laughs> like a lot. So then on top of us sort of being these these big personalities and having something to say that we want to share because we've been through some shit, add in what it actually takes to make music. So you're spending like 12 to 14 hours a day in your studio, probably isolated and alone in front of a computer, really not, really not talking to anybody, listening to the same loop over and over again for days, trying to get it absolutely perfect, probably doing things that like a normal person isn't even going to notice, but it matters to you, which is like, I mean, think about how insane that sentence just sounds, but I know you can relate to what I'm saying. So <laughs> we just, we just want it to be perfect and we want our dreams and our visions to just be the perfect thing. So we're really digging into the deepest parts of ourselves to make the best music that we can make. And you're pretty much doing all of this alone. Perhaps you do a collab here or there, but the majority of this process is alone. So that within itself can create a lot of bad habits. So today I'm just going to share with you some self-care rules that I've put into place for myself that I think have been really helpful for me mentally and physically. And it's also helped me to make better music. So yeah, so I hope you guys find this helpful. My first big thing is you can't create from an empty vessel. Just because you're sitting in your studio for 12 to 16 hours every single day, seven days a week, that's not going to make you a better producer and artist. It's not. The amount of time that you spend sitting there doing this, if that's all you're doing, is just going to completely deplete you. It's just, it's not going to make you a better artist. It's not. I can tell you from experience because I've done this for years. And what ends up happening is you're just completely creatively and mentally drained. I'd also like to touch upon the scientific aspect of this. Um, there's something called TTD, which stands for Temporary Threshold Disorder. And after about eight or so hours of working on music, your ears are just literally shot. They're tired. They're done. You're not hearing things correctly anymore because after prolonged um, exposure to music and listening, your ears just start shutting down certain frequencies to preserve your hearing. Basically, that's what happens. So really, you honestly only have eight to 10 hours max where you should be working on music because after that point, your ears are done. And then you're just making bad mixing decisions because you can't fucking hear. And if you're listening loud, you can actually cause permanent hearing damage. And then, I mean, you know, that that part to me, like people who damage their hearing or listen really loud or go to shows without ear protection. I mean, if you want to be a professional musician, like that's just... Like, why? Why do that? You're just damaging yourself. The best example of this is I could remember, you know, I'd work in the studio for like, you know, 16 hours and like work on a song and work on a mix and work on a mix. What I remembered hearing the night before, it wasn't at all what I heard the next morning because my ears had had a chance to reset themselves. So it's really important to give yourself 
like a time limit of I'm working for eight to 10 hours and that's it because there's only so much your physical body can do before you start just making bad mix decisions because you can't fucking hear. So keep that in mind. My first tip is to make a schedule and stick to it. So that means working on music from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day, then stick to that. There needs to be a cutoff where you're going to take time for yourself to exercise, to go for a walk, to see other human beings, Um, you know, just to get out of your studio, breathe fresh air, take a shower. Um, so what I like to do is I work on actual music and this isn't, this isn't counting like admin stuff and, and phone calls and meetings. I like to work on actual music for eight to 10 hours max. Um, and I usually do that five or six days a week. And I really try to take at least one to two days off every week if I can. But if I can't, I make a rule to never go longer than working for two weeks straight without having at least one day to relax, to see friends and just have a life because, you know, like I said before, you can't create from an empty vessel. You need to go out and live life and have experiences. So you have something to draw from for your music. You need inspiration. You need to do things that are fulfilling besides music. You need to see human beings and have human interactions and real conversations. It's very, very important. Um, You also need to wear pants and get dressed like a normal human being. I mean, it's, (laughs) I made up that personal rule for myself that I have to get up and get dressed and take a shower every single day and at least leave the house once a day because before you know it, it's a slippery slope. You're wearing the same grubby sweatpants for like five days in a row and you haven't left your house because... I mean, it it happens. It happens. There have definitely been periods where I've done that. And I mean, you know, thank you, Amazon Fresh and Amazon Prime, because you can literally have anything delivered to your door in a matter of a day. But that type of isolating behavior where you're always working and just chilling at home in the same sweatpants in your studio and never leaving because you're working on music is so unhealthy. I it's It's not good for you. It's eventually just... You can't live that way. The next tip I have for you, and it seems so simple, but it's also so easy to just like cast this one aside as not being important for obvious reasons. We're pretty sedentary um, if you're at home. So exercising is so, so, so important. You know, especially if you're traveling too, like your body's all kinked up from flying and there aren't always the best meal options when you're traveling so much. So taking a half hour to an hour every single day to do some exercise or some yoga, it makes such a huge difference. It's a time where you can reconnect with your body Get those endorphins going. Super important to take care of your physical body as well as your mental state. So going out on walks, um, getting some sun, getting some vitamin D helps fight off seasonal depression. You really need to take the time for yourself every single day. And that doesn't include scrolling through social media on your phone, which again, I'll get into that later about how dangerous I think social media can be for your mental state. But even if it's just a half hour every day where you're just going to unplug, do some exercise, it it makes such a huge difference in your mental state. And also um, trying to eat as healthy as as you can, which sometimes can be hard if you're on a budget. I get it. We've all been there on that ramen (laughs) tip. But really be conscious of what you're putting into your body because you really are what you eat. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm not a dietitian, but, you know, I think that exercising, getting out of your house, And trying to eat as healthy as you can makes such a huge difference on your mental state. The next tip I have for you is limit your time on social media. 
I'm not trying to blame social media because there's a lot of really positive aspects. Um, it's amazing. It connects you to people and fans and information you wouldn't have otherwise. It allows you to promote your music. You know, it's just instant connection. It's amazing. It makes everything so super duper accessible. But it's also really easy to fall into a pit of comparison where you don't think you're good enough because it seems like other people are always doing so much more than you or they have so much more than you. But what you really have to remember is that most people are only showing you their highlight reel. So don't even dream about comparing yourself to someone else's highlight reel. They could have been preparing all this music for years and spent months on planning out the marketing and saving up money for it or, you know, and you're just seeing like the final result because now they're finally releasing it and going on a support tour and it looks so amazing and it looks glamorous. But what you don't see are the struggle and the hardships that people are going through because people just don't post about it all the time. You only see the big shows, the big... The progress picks, which are awesome achievements and they should be celebrated. But sometimes when you're feeling inadequate, it's really hard not to sit there and just start comparing yourself, which is the worst thing you can do. So you just have to recognize that everyone is on their own journey at their own pace and success looks different for everyone. I find that it's really hard to be kind to yourself, especially when you're feeling like some type of way. You know, maybe you just had a bad day. Maybe you've been working on a song forever and the label passed after you did a zillion edits for them. And then you go on social media and you see someone else signing a song to that same label. Like, yeah, that's, it's hard to feel, it's hard to feel good about yourself when you see that. But you have to remember, like, you don't know what they've been through to get to that point. So what I like to do is really limit my time on social media. And if I'm following someone and it's making me feel bad about myself, I just unfollow them. It's that simple. But I really do think that limiting your time on social media is super important because it's honestly a time suck and it's a it's a distraction. It's not real life. If social media isn't bringing anything to your life that's enhancing it, absolutely spend less time on it. And I guarantee you will be so much happier because then you have more time to spend on yourself, on focusing on your goals, on doing things in real life that make you happy. Um, so that's just, I think that's like a really important thing that you should be aware of. Like if you're not, if you're going on social media and it's making you feel bad about yourself or depressed, honestly, put your phone down, walk away, go for a walk, do something else, call a friend, like just shut it down. The other thing, I guess this is a nice segue because I just talked about friends, is to create a support group of people who also do music professionally. This has been so huge for me and so helpful. I find it's really hard for me sometimes to connect with friends and family who don't work in the music industry um, because they just don't understand. And sometimes you just want to vent. But imagine like you can't even vent to your friends because by the time you actually explain why you're frustrated or upset about something, like you're even more frustrated and upset because they literally don't understand what you were just explaining and then you haven't even gotten to the part that you're upset about yet. Like by the time you're finished explaining just the basic information so that they can understand what you're talking about, you're literally just exhausted and you don't even want to, you don't even want to talk about it anymore. So it's super important to make friends in music because not only for the support, but you guys can help, help each other learn, learn things about business so you don't get taken advantage of. And you can have people to talk to that are truly going to understand. 
Now, if you're unsure where to find these people, I definitely recommend joining a Discord server of either your favorite artist or of labels that you follow. I know there's tons of up and coming producers in my Discord, and we really have a nice support system in place for self-care and just for being able to share information about the industry and making music. And it's a really nice, supportive community. There are so many out there. So, and also like if you're collaborating with somebody, stay in touch, check in on each other. You know, don't, the relationship doesn't have to end once the collab is over. When I create Hidden Sounds, which is a collective of independent artists supporting each other's independent self-releases. One thing that's happened is now we have about 50 artists in the group and we're all like in a group chat and we have emails and a Discord server where we can all bounce ideas off of each other for feedback. I've made so many new friends. So many people in the collective have made new friends. We can chat about what label deals are normal or what labels rip you off, who pays, who doesn't pay, where to sign up for you know, PROs or any anything else that you don't know about that somebody else might know about. It's just been so amazing to have this supportive community of people who understand what you're going through because they're going through it too. So that's, that's, I think, my biggest tip is to find friends that are in the music industry so you can grow together and support each other. I also would just like to say that you need to check in on your friends. When someone's depressed, they're already feeling like they're a burden. And the last thing they are going to do is reach out. You know, I know, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, if you're depressed, like, let me know, reach out to me. But but in reality, a depressed person is not going to reach out to you. They, they are already in a world of pain. Like, so it's so important to be a good friend. Take the time to check in on your friends, especially when you think they might be struggling. It's so important. And I also just want to mention that if you ever think someone is in danger of harming themselves or someone else, you really do, you can't take that shit lightly. You need to call 911 or the police or whatever your country has um, because that responsibility is not on you. And you also really need to remember that as much as you love somebody or care about somebody, you can only help them so much. They need to help themselves. So you can't blame yourself for someone else's actions. So checking in on your friends and surrounding yourself with people in this community that you can trust are just so, so huge. It's going to make such a difference. Okay, this is something that you absolutely need to do. You need to read The Four Agreements. This book is so, so, so helpful. It's really short. Um, but it seriously helps me live my life in such a better mental state. In music, you hear the word no more than you hear the word yes. So you need to be a pro at handling rejection and also at getting constructive criticism. And one way to survive this is to not take anything personally. And the same thing goes for YouTube comments, outcome comments, Reddit threads. I mean, like the trolls are are out there. They're real. Um, but you really just have to remember to not take anything personally. And you also have to remember that a person's behavior is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. So, you know, like trolls, like they, they probably just hate themselves. They just want some attention. Only a hurt person tries to hurt other people. Just keep that in mind. But anyway, um, yeah, really learn to not take anything personally. And that's one of the things that they talk about in the four agreements. It gives you four major tools that will help you navigate not only the music industry, but just life in general. I don't want to go into too much detail because I feel like I could really talk about this book like for hours and how much it's helped me. So please go read this book. I can't suggest it enough. It's so helpful. And uh, I think you could even get it on iBooks if you have an iPhone. So so seriously, look it up. Um, you can get through it like in a night. It's, it's a really, really quick and easy read. The next thing I want to talk about is therapy. 
I love therapy. I realize that not everyone can afford to see a therapist because a lot of people in the U.S. can't afford health insurance. It's really expensive here. Or if your insurance doesn't cover it, um, that, that also happens here. But there's also a lot of therapy options out there that are financially affordable. So please like look into it. Um, and of course, if you live in Europe uh, and you have free healthcare and it's covered, please take advantage of going to therapy. For me personally, I think therapy is such a massive, massive tool. Not only does it help you process past traumas or just to learn like your triggers for stress and anxiety, it also helps you learn how to manage them as they're happening, as these things are happening, which is so important. So by working with a therapist, you can create better mental habits for yourself and also learn the tools to manage stressful situations. And I can't say enough incredible things about my therapist, Dr. Rebecca Marcus. She's so phenomenal and she's helped me navigate through some super tough situations. And she's also helped me not only through the tough times, but also helped guide me into figuring out like what I want out of life, what I want out of my career um, and how to really just like speak my truth, how to be honest with people about what I need, how to value myself. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I can't, I can't thank her enough. I think it's been one of the most transformative things I've ever done for myself. So shout out, shout out Dr. M. Thank you, Dr. M. And honestly, real talk, if you are feeling depressed or like your anxiety is just getting out of your control, you need to seek professional help. Don't even mess around. Don't think twice about it. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel embarrassed. Go get help. There's nothing wrong with talking to a professional. There's nothing wrong with you Seriously, so many people go to therapy. There's, I mean, you know, I'm kind of crazy, but like there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. It's so helpful. There's nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself. This industry is super duper tough because not only do you have to be creative, but you also have to be business minded as well. So in order to handle all the stresses that come along with the industry, you need to put yourself first. You need to be in a good mental state to be able to handle this level of stress. And you need to be taking care of yourself. And most importantly, you need to be kind to yourself. The next thing I want to talk about is drug and alcohol abuse. We all like all of us collectively as a society and especially in this industry, we all need to stop glamorizing drug and alcohol abuse in this industry. All of us. I seriously applaud Leighton and Christian from Adventure Club. I think they've been sober for like a few years now. And I'm also seeing a lot more DJs and producers and artists be open with their struggles with sobriety and about how much better they feel when they're not using drugs and alcohol. So if you really feel like you're using drugs and alcohol because you're trying to self-medicate yourself or because things are stressful and you are you literally need to use them because you need to relieve the stress of touring and deadlines and making music. Um, there are so many programs out there for you to utilize. So really make sure that you're checking in on yourself. Are you using this responsibly? And if you're not sure, make sure that you're getting the help that you need. And if you're friends with somebody who you think could be abusing drugs and alcohol, don't accuse them of, of abusing drugs and alcohol. I don't think it's, I've, I've done it before. It's not going to end well for anybody. But what you can do is be nice to them, be kind to them, and just check in and ask if they're okay. Ask them if there's anything that's going on with them, if they need somebody to listen to them, and just really let them know that you're there to support them. When I was going through a really rough time I was considering quitting music altogether. It was financially stressful. 
you really have to hustle on top of being creative, which means sometimes you have to do things that you're not, you know, super into creatively, but you got to pay the bills, got to keep the lights on. Um, I felt like I was really getting to a point where I was just burnt out. I felt like I couldn't talk to any of my regular friends because they didn't understand. I felt really alone. I felt very isolated because I was working on music like 14 to 16 hours a day. Um, And the only people that I was interacting with were labels or managers. And the majority of those conversations were just critiques of me or just flat out rejections. And it's really hard to handle those types of conversations when those are the only conversations that you're having with another human being. Because I was only working on music. I would drop everything for someone else's time and schedule. Like if a, if a label reached out and said, we need to set it right away, I'd be like, oh, okay, like whatever it is I'm doing, I'm doing it. And I wasn't, and by doing that, I was teaching them that my time isn't valuable. And I was also teaching myself that my time wasn't valuable and that I didn't need to take care of myself or make any time to take care of myself. And I just completely burnt myself out. So when that happened, I was really at a crossroads and I was trying to make the decision of, is is this a career for me? Is this what I want to keep doing? And if I do want to keep doing this, something has like something has to change because I can't I can't go on like this. So I really restructured my entire way of just being. I went into therapy. I started reading a lot of self-help books. Um, like I mentioned earlier, The Four Agreements. I also really enjoyed The Universe Has Your Back and a book called Light is the New Black. Um, I'm also just a really big reader anyway. So maybe like books aren't for you, but this is something that helps me. But what really actually kind of was like the light switch going on was when I started journaling. I'm such a huge advocate of journaling in the first place because not only is it cathartic to just like get it all out and organize your thoughts and just kind of like be like, all right, like, you know, I need to get this done and this is what I achieved today. It's like a good way to stay on track, but it's also like holding up a great big mirror to yourself. And let me tell you, I would read back some of those journal entries and I was so mean to myself. I I would never let anyone speak to any of my friends the way that I was speaking to myself in those journal entries. I think it's just so interesting because like, you know, we all have our own inner monologue that goes on in our heads. And you don't ever sit there and listen back to it. You, and that, and by journaling, it's the only real way to sort of like actually hear how you're speaking to yourself. And when I started reading back these journal entries, I realized I need to be kind to myself. I need to value and appreciate myself and I need to take care of myself. And by journaling, I could really see that my own worst enemy was actually me. Once I realized that and I and I saw that I needed to change, I started really focusing on how to undo a lot of my bad behaviors, a lot of my bad habits and start replacing them with good habits, with taking care of myself, with being nice to myself. And once I started treating myself with kindness and setting up a schedule and making a support system, not only for myself, but for my friends who work in music as well, which also I think it's really important to help other people because I I genuinely feel like that could just change your entire mood. If you do something good for somebody else, like by doing good, you feel good. You help somebody, you make them in a better mood, you're in a better mood. So, I mean, that's just something that I, that always helps me. But um, anyway, sorry. Uh, But once I started being kind to myself, everything changed. 
I was making better music. I was living a better life. I was actually enjoying my life and not being stressed all the time. I was valuing myself and my time. I learned to say no to things that didn't align with me. And I just like generally felt better. Um, So yeah, that's just been my experience in my mental health journey. Oh, I also feel like by journaling, I could really see who in my life was really caring about me and who was literally just like using me and being toxic. So I think that's also a really good thing to check in on to make sure that the people in your circle are like good people and you're you're on the same wavelength. So anyway, yeah, that was my journey. And I just want to like recap before we wrap up this week's episode, just to kind of compress it and make it simpler. The first thing, remember to value your time and that you can't create from an empty vessel. So make sure that you're not spending every waking moment on music and that you're actually living your life and making time for yourself too. The time you spend not making music is actually just as important as the time you do spend making music. So really try to focus on finding that balance. Exercise and taking care of your physical body. Even if it's just a half hour a day or going for a walk just to be outside for a little while or just trying to make conscious efforts to eat a healthier diet, making time to take care of yourself and your physical body is going to make all the difference in the world. Because when you feel good physically, it definitely affects your mental state. Limit your time on social media. Do not compare yourself to everybody else's highlight reel. And don't let it distract you from doing what you need to accomplish for the day. It can really be a time suck. So that's something to just really be aware of. Like, Don't let it distract you and don't compare yourself to other people. The next thing, and I think this is so, so important, create a support group of other people who make music because honestly, your regular friends really aren't going to understand what you're going through. And I don't mean to sound like I'm I'm better than anybody like, oh, my regular friends. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is like, this is a fucked up industry. There's a lot of weird shit that happens. And you really, you really need friends that are going to understand what you're going through or how this business works because they're also going through it. And it's so important to have a community where you can be heard and understood and where you can get help. So make sure you're keeping in touch with people you collaborate with or joining Discord servers to try and make those connections. Community is so important. Check in on each other. Like I said before, we all have to look out for one another. Always, always reach out to your friends and check in on them and let them know that you're there for them. The next thing is read the four agreements. Seriously, read it. Oh, um, it's by Don Miguel Ruiz. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that before, but please get it. You can get it on your on your iPhone, you know, however you need to get that book, get that book. I reread it all the time. Like I'm about to go on vacation right now. I'm going to reread it. I love that book. The next important thing is therapy. If you feel like you need professional help, go get some. It's amazing. Don't be ashamed about it. So many people go to therapy and it's so helpful. I mean, I even just saw a commercial the other day with like Michael Phelps talking about how incredible therapy was for him. So let's just try to erase the entire stigma surrounding mental health and going to therapy and start applauding people who want to better themselves. Drug and alcohol abuse. Really check in with yourself and really check in with your friends. I'm all for partying responsibly, but if it's really getting out of control, please know that there's help out there. There's AA and don't let it get to the point where it's going to ruin your career or your relationships. And finally, the last and most important thing, I want to remind you all to be kind to yourself. Appreciate yourself. There's only one of you and only you can do what you do. That was such a that was such like a corny tongue twister statement. I'm sorry. 
I really hope this wasn't too sappy of an episode, but I feel like this was just so important to talk about. And it's really important that we all always talk about it because this is something that needs to be destigmatized in not only our industry, but in our society. So thank you for joining me today. This wraps up our episode of Over the Neon Rainbow. I hope you found this helpful and I hope to see you again next week. Till next time, guys, take care. <laughs>